Bushy's Board Game Day. Welcome to Board Game Thing, powered by Zatu Games. Three friends just trying their best to meet up and play games. And just before we got... I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. What? I'm not your friend. Don't be like this at the very start of it, Brian. I was just going to say, right at the very start of this, just before we were like, go, let's go, Jess said, hold on a minute, one big vape. (laughs) It's just getting one big vape. I just got to do one big vape to get me through this. Uh... Andy Bush here, we've got Jess there as well, we've got Brian, we've got producer Ross who sat in some kind of neon room somewhere in uh, in London. Looks like he's doing the change at a local arcade at Pontins or something like that. When people come up to <laughs> bag of 10 pence Aww. pieces, please, mate. Um, Looks like he's in a shop window in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does, he doesn't does. he? Uh, there's two elderly tourists there, Ross, who want your attention. We'll leave you with that. Uh, but listen, <laughs> welcome on board. Welcome on board. It's good to have you here. Uh, let's start right at the beginning of this uh, brand new podcast with a, a, a kind of a challenge that we set for Brian last week. Uh, Jess challenged Brian to watch Married at First Sight Australia. How do we get to that? How do we end up having that as a conversation in last week's episode? Well, it's because I didn't know that you watched it, Bush. Oh, yes, of course. And so I found out that you watched it. Um, so, Brian, can I just say, um, before you give us your review, we messed up a little bit. We told you to go and watch the first episode. And if there's any maths fans here, they will know that the first four or five episodes can be a bit dull because it's just the weddings. The drama comes when we're talking dinner parties, grooms, homestays. um, Commitment commitment ceremonies, yes. All of that stuff. So actually, I think you just need to just be kind. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, I didn't realise that, you know how when people go, oh, there's a new drama on, on Sky Atlantic and basically the first nine episodes, don't worry about it. It's like really slow and actually quite rubbish. But like episode 10, 11, it's really good. I thought that was just for high-end shows. I didn't know it was for rubbish reality TV shows as well. Okay, don't just my, my, early, my early My early thoughts are you people are trash for watching it. Uh, Whoa. And that anybody involved in the making, anybody involved in the making of this show, right from the whoever came up with the idea of it, all the people that took part, even down to the people that did the catering, don't deserve to work in the TV industry. Hey, do not bring the catering people into this. That is not their responsibility. Immediately, immediately tender their resignation. It is, I felt my brain cells dying as I was watching it. The only person, the only person I liked out of the whole thing was the guy that turned up and he was like a farmer and he was wearing his oh, boots Mick. and the highest. Hello, my name's Mick. Right. How's it How's going? It going? All right. yeah. it's me. That's so weird. When we've watched that, I've actually said to Katie that um, he's like you. In many ways, he's like you because we did the Instagram <laughs> live on Tuesday night and you had your scruffs on, your DIY trousers. Didn't even make an effort. Mm. Yeah. If you're a fellow maths fan as well, get involved. Uh, drop us a message at Board Game Thing. Speaking of a watch along and doing things together, it's interesting you should talk about that because this week the theme of the Board Game Thing podcast is all about uh, an area of gaming that uh, I think even with the best will in the world, we will admit we're not very good at. We're talking about cooperative games, working together. I've got a love-hate relationship with cooperative games because I love them because... They're good for playing solo, and I like playing solo board games sometimes just to let my brain calm down a little bit. The thing I don't like about them, they can be hard work because you get this thing, and it's a common thing, uh, well-known, well-documented in in board gaming, which is called the alpha gamer syndrome, where you can end up with one person who kind of cajoles the group into doing other stuff or just does his own thing. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I wonder who that is. What are you trying to say? I wonder, huh? No, I just... You guys no, will find I, out when you hear the clip of the game and then at the end we'll all decide who we think the alpha of the of the gaming a is. A diagnosis because, yeah. of whether Brian has alpha yeah. gamer syndrome. It was it was definitely Jeff. <laughs> 
This is what happened when we played one of my favourite uh, police-based games of all time, com- uh, made by Common Man Games. It's called Police Precinct. Think uh, Hill Street Blues, Beverly Hills Cop, that kind of thing. A cooperative game where players are tasked with solving a mysterious murder while simultaneously working to keep crime on the streets under control and keep the city from falling into chaos. This is what happened when we played. Brian is Detective Stan Hartley. Well, well, hang on. Why am I uniformed? Why am I a uniformed policeman? I want to be a detective. No, you've picked your character now. That's it. It's too late, mate. You're a uniformed copper. We're on the beat. Look at me. Look at the state. Look at the state of my guy. Look at my guy, Pablo Costello. He looks like he's had some work done, doesn't he? Look at the state of him. Jesus Christ, he's had some terrible fillers. <laughs> yeah. And his teeth. He's had veneers. I want to talk about my character. Can he be a former detective who's been busted down to a beat cop because he he got on the you know he got on the wrong side? of a mobster or something is that can, can it... if you want to create a backstory mate then you go for that but at the moment you are Stan Hartley you're just a sergeant I think if anything you've had a pop uh, promotion and something weird's happened do you know what I mean not trustworthy Zura Kinney for uh, Jess you are Detective Zura so this is Police Precinct a fantastic game about us all being policed together uh, trying to solve a crime in a city that's slowly falling apart and it's got loads of mobsters ruling it and all that kind of thing so you've got to kind of deal with day-to-day crime like you would do a little bit like hill street blues or police interceptors that kind of thing but also there's a murderer at large and we've got to go and search different locations can i just point something out early doors i'm going to be not very good use to you because i can see from the board here it's an american street system first and second third and fourth colfax and first all that sort of stuff and i'm going to get very confused when we're doing our patrols sorry I like a good old-fashioned British street system. I remember a guy going on Dragon's Den. This is honestly true. Remember he invented this <laughs> gleaming this. glove? I remember this, yes. Like yes. Michael Jackson. And that was his way of, if you put it on the hand of the side of the road you're driving on when you drive abroad, you'll never forget. They, yeah, were they like, just, they just the went, it's, they went it's just a glove. And he went, yeah, I know, but it's a special glove for when you're <laughs> but, driving abroad. Bless him. Let's just roll a dice here and see where the, the murder scene is. This is where the murder went. So our cars are currently stationed outside our police precinct. Uh, you can turn them over and go in a non-marked patrol car. Well, I can't, can I? Because I've got my uniform on. Thanks, guys. Sorry about this, Brian, but that's just how it is. Can I just run something by you again really quickly? I've got an idea. Why don't we rock up to the scene? Why don't we issue them idea. with a crime number? And then why don't we send them a letter two days later and say, yeah, we've done all we can. Uh, can't solve the crime. So one of the big problems that the city that's going on with the city at the moment is punks. What, what is this, 1980? They'll, they'll hang out on street corners, hang out on street corners and cause problems. So we've just got to put these, it's in a bad hood. You see this bit here? Each area's got its bad hood. Can I just ask, are they good old-fashioned British punks? What would what would constitute a British punk? Like, what, what do they look like, British punk? Uh, Mohican, safety pin through their nose, and they say things like, well, 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 that's a nice handbag you've got there. It'd be a right old shame if I was to nick it off you, governor. That kind of thing where you go, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Would be a nightmare for you to have an accident, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm going to move two spaces, deal with the problem on the end of Third Street with vandalism. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so let's have a look. So you come and deal with these vandals that are causing all sorts of trouble. Yeah, what's the unknown circumstance? Not respecting uniformed cops. Oh, and I'm the only uniformed cop. That's oh, far for no. I knew this was going to be a problem. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You've messed this right up for me. Right, where's my hit with nightstick option? So you take as many dice as shown by the handcuff symbol in your character card. So this is how good you are at uh, arresting people. So you've got ha- detective work, one. You're not so good, Brian, a bit thick. <laughs> yeah, fine. I failed the sergeant's exam a couple of times, but the questions that day were very hard. So you take two dice because you are you have two dice in um, 
arresting. Yeah, because I've got good street knowledge. I've got good, good street, street knowledge. knowledge. All you've got to do to be able to arrest him is get three or higher on one of those dice. Let's roll the dice. Fantastic, you did it. Graham, I don't mean you like link up and do a, like a line of duty kind of thing. What? Bush, you're not involved in this, sorry. I don't want to know about I don't want to know about this. Just count me out, guys. No, 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 no. You, I tell you what, we're going to get protection money. And also, you're going to take the money we give you. Otherwise, we can't trust you. And if we can't trust you, we have to eliminate you. That's how it works, isn't it, Jess? All right, so Brian, you've arrested him. You get a donut. So can I just say that I'm the most, I'm the most successful cop on the board so far. You can learn a lot from me, guys, you know. But that's just because we've not had to go. You draw a police card, okay? So you add a new one into your deck. And then you, you at the end of your turn, you pick an event card. So we take one out, and this is like a new um, event card. Right, there we go. You flip it over. This is a new crime going on the board. Now we've got a thief at Snyder's Liqueurs. If you guys are on out and about solving crimes, can you leave the thief at Schneider's uh, Liqueurs? Because I really fancy a bottle of Drambuie later, so I want to go there, <laughs> get a bottle of Drambuie while I'm there, if that's, that's all right. Okay, so I'm going to play the Fresh Perspective card, I think, so we can start solving this murder. Where are you going to go to? Crime scene, murder weapon, or down at the morgue? Do you guys need a hand with the solving of the word? I know that I'm just a beat cop, but I, I, I do think I can help somehow, just, you know, because of my years on the street. Yeah. Sorry, mate, because you're, you're not really, um, you're just in uniform and that. I, I, I wonder whether someone's lost their dog or cat that you can deal with or something like that. I'm speaking to my union about this. I want to do the drugs bust. I'm going to do the drugs bust. And I want to add a donut so I can have three dice. Wow. So the, if, if the attempt to handle this fails, uh, the, the active player is sent to the hospital and discards two cards. Don't care. Don't care, mate. I'm a, I'm a, I, want it, I want that medal. I can see that. I can feel that medal being pinned on me by the, by the mayor as we speak. Um, I don't need backup because you, you two are absolutely useless. Oh, I've arrested someone. Bush is useless. I've been pretty useless. I'm just driving around. Can I use both my donuts? Yeah, use both of those. Yeah, use both of the donuts. I want four dice. Four dice. And you just need a five or more. Yeah. Or on any of the four dice? Yeah. A piece of piss, mate. Absolute piece of piss. You'll be fine. Oh my god. That is uh, a one, a three, a three, and a one. What? <laughs> oh, shit, the bed. Absolutely. I've gone it. Do you know what's happened? I've kicked in the door, I've tripped over a cardboard box, my pants have fallen down, and I've shot myself in the foot. Oh, God. Oh, God. Brian's I'm gone absolutely. straight to hospital, uh, which is. A... <laughs> Oh, God, I need to roll a five. Dearie me. Like four dice. And this, oh, I, God, I've got I think this is the reason why he is it's still in, uh, you know, normal uh, speed officer's clothes, because he's, he's an absolute hazard. Yeah, fair, fair play. Uh, I hold my hands up completely. Uh, if this was the tribunal at the Metropolitan Police Office, I'd be standing in there, capping my hands, saying, yeah, I absolutely effed that one up, and I, I apologise. It's interesting, because I don't know if you display classic alpha gamer um, mannerisms, characteristics, that kind of thing. So I've got the whole Columbo thing going still from playing that police game. Because um, <laughs> you, you don't really ask Jess and I to do anything. Because I think classic alpha alpha um, gamer is, you go over there, I'll do this, that, you don't choose for yourself. You do what I would describe as Leroy Jenkins-type characteristics. Uh, the famous yeah. thing from... Uh, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, uh, World of Warcraft, where he just races off, does his own thing, and then destroys the game for everybody else. Would you agree with that, Brian? Jess, are you familiar with Leroy Jenkins? No, but I can pro I can get a good idea of what he's like after playing so a board game with you. So basically, there's there's a famous clip of... Uh, is it World, World of Warcraft, of Warcraft. Andy? 
Yeah, and they're all they're all there on the online game, and you can see their little names above their heads, all the characters. And this guy goes, right, you go in. We've got to get the dragon. You now, what we've got to do is we've got to get in there fast. You need to use your X potion. You need to use your blah blah blah. And the others are going, yeah, got it, got it. There's about what's there? About five or six of them. There's more, yes, loads, loads of them all getting ready to do yeah, a raid. And it's like, yeah, with this like obviously they're trying it for for ages to get it done, and then like you know it, it lays out this meticulous plan. Everyone's like, yeah, we've got to do it, got to do it right. Make sure, but make sure we all do it at the same time. We can't just. And then one guy just goes, he calls out his own name. He just goes, Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> and he runs in and ruins it for everybody, and they all just die. It's very very funny. What did you guys think of it? I, I, I love it because it really reminds me of like Beverly Hills Cop or Hill Street Blues or something like that. Because you get donuts to use to roll extra dice. What did you think of? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I actually like the cooperativeness of it. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah it's a word from now. Um, I think I think we do actually need Brian in the mix because I feel like me and Bush are quite chilled yeah. board game players. Like sometimes I get a little bit riled up, but I think we actually kind of need Brian to pull us forward a bit. But I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Do you know who I am? I'm like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. You need that little bit of unexpectedness, that craziness that the, that the criminals aren't going to expect. Bush's board game thing. That's, that's uh, Police Precinct. Have a little look at that. It's a fantastic game. A, a little bit tricky to get hold of, but they're about to do a reprint, which is great news. Uh, Jess, you texted us before we actually started doing the uh, podcast this evening. So you've got some amazing fence chat that you wanted to bring to the table. What's all that about? Yeah, that's a text I thought I would never send, um, that I've got some fence chat. So at the time of recording this podcast... Oh, God, this um, is right up my street. I know, I thought you might. Also, then Brian started saying, giving me fence types and stuff, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. We've got six by six panels, yeah? I don't know. Anyway, um, at the uh, the point of recording this podcast, um, it's been very windy in London. Yeah. And I woke up this morning to a fence panel blown over Whoa. and it's fallen into our garden D- really damaged one of our plants fuming absolutely fuming me and my housemate this morning tried to put it back in but i'm not we're not tall enough because it's one that it slots in and we're not tall and strong enough to get it back in yeah. anyway it's yeah. something i was wondering yeah whose problem is it oh. okay you're at your back door you're at your back door jess you're at the back hey, door of your garden steady on All yeah right. you look you're looking out <laughs> in your garden yeah. Is it the fence on your left-hand side or your right-hand side? Right-hand side. Then it is your neighbour's problem. <gasps> oh, resolve. Really? Yeah, it's always the left-hand side. In in London, I believe. In That's in London. Now, I could be wrong, but it generally is the left-hand side is your fence. Do you want? But that's interesting. the fence has fallen in our garden. I know. Now you own that fence panel. Is it, is it like, because um, yeah. I remember my dad had a, had a boat when I was a kid, right? And his boat slipped anchor in the night because of a storm, again, with the whole wind this, thing. Sorry, is this another euphemism? Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you two tonight? <laughs> and um, a couple of other salty so sailors found it. slipped his anchor. He slipped right? his anchor in the middle of the night yeah. in, down in South Devon. And another, another couple of salty <laughs> sailors found it. And you have to pay salvage rights to them. If you find a boat that goes adrift or whatever, you get salvage like oh. booty from it as well. That's so, well tight. so you could maybe right. ransom that fence back to your neighbour or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Get a couple of quid off it there. If you have any advice for Jess on uh, what happens when your fence falls over, whose is it? 
Drop us an, a message on our email, podcast at zatty.co.uk, or via the Instagram at boardgamething. Now, it's normally at this point we would move over to Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week, but I've got a message from a listener to play about Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week last week. Oh. Have a little listen uh-oh, uh-oh, to this. Uh-oh. Hi, Board Game Thing. Uh, Luke here. Um, I just wanted to check, is, uh, is Brian okay? I'm just a little bit concerned after last week's episode because... Um, you know, he seems to be obsessed with dungeons, which took a very dark turn. And with his number one haircut, I'm just wondering if he's gone a little bit taxi driver Travis Bickle on us. Um, yeah, I just maybe it's time for an intervention. That's all I'm saying. Okay, cheers, guys. There you go. Oh, a message from worried listener Luke. Just before Brian intervenes, what would you like to say? Can I just say, Luke, this is a question that I think I've asked about five times on this podcast. And it's something that I do think about quite a bit. And to be honest, we we don't have the answers, Luke. Um, I was a bit worried during the dungeon chat as well. Brian, what do you have to say for yourself? No, it was just it was, I just stuff I found interesting about dungeons, and I want to share my love of of just knowledge in general with you guys. Um, thank you, Luke, for asking. Yeah, I, I am okay. I'm 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 all right. But thank you for asking. You did start it's going on about the blue boy of Chillingham Castle quite a bit as well. Little boy, little lad yeah. in like velvet breeches yeah. and stuff like that. No, I didn't. He was not a little lad. They called him the blue boy, but he was he was like seventeen, eighteen, which in those days like a fifty year old man. So you know. That's just okay. been the blue man, not the, the blue the blue boy. It's a famous ghost, you know. I didn't. I didn't I'm not the one that bricked him up behind the door. Behind the <laughs> don't wall, get involved right? okay, in this we again. We don't need to relive it. Please. We don't need to relive it, yeah. Brian. Right, please. Do you want this week's fact? Give us, yeah. Yes, please. Brian's board game fact of the week. Okay, so this, so we played pre, police precinct, didn't we? Do we all enjoy it? Do we all like being policemen? Love it. Yeah. Loved it. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you three facts about policemen, coppers today, just for a bit of fun, right? What? First of all, uh, what does what does the word copper mean? Does anyone know? Cop. What does it mean? What does it come? Uh, from? Is it to do with a badge? Is it badge based? Cop? Copper. Copper badge. N- no. No. It's not. It's not badge based. Jess, do you want to have a go? Uh, something to do with? Did they all something to do with the metal? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, what? sorry what's, something to do with the metal no uh it's actually uh well a lot is there's a misconception a lot of people say it's because it stands for constable on patrol cop but that's one of those things where they 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 make a fact up after after the actual words invented it's actually because it's an old an old english word to cop someone is to catch someone oh so yeah. when you get caught by a, i got copped by you got you know they're coppers they're all out catching people that's why they're called coppers well there you, there you go. go it's an interesting fact that's good. not bad that's that's good good start. bringing good start. it back bringing yeah, it, bring it back, back. <laughs> fact, fact number yeah. two fact number two um uh, the, you know the Japanese police. You know what they do when they when, they, when there's a car, a, a crime scene, and it's getting away. They fire mm. paintballs at it, right? Oh, so wicked. the cars have this bright orange paint on them that's difficult to remove, yeah. and then that car is now like marked car in the city. That's a good. That's so you, they so can't clever. escape. Uh, that's clever. Jess, you seem to be very interested in paintball in there. Like, like you might want to play paintball or have played paintball. It piqued your interest. Do you know, I've never played paintball, but I just think it's just a really good idea. I could just imagine them like covering them in paint. Like I just think it, I think it's really cool. It's also very clever and non-violent. It's a good point. I wonder if the Japanese police get like ten pellets and then they have to go and spend loads of money to get their pot refilled, like you do when you have to go uh, paintballing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Fifteen quid for another pot, mate. What? 
And my last fact is a little question for you guys. What do you think is the most profitable TV show about cops or police in the history of TV shows? Hmm. Interesting question. That most um, profitable is, is, is the key here. Thing is, I'm not big on my, um, on my American cop shows, so the only thing I can think of is The Bill. The Bill. <laughs> So you think the bill is the most the bill is no. the most profitable cop no, show of all time? No, it's just because I don't I don't really know because it's going to be American, isn't it? And I, I just not big on American. It is American, yes. Or like Miami Vice, Miami Vice, Miami Vice. That's a good call. I'll give you a clue, but this clue is only helpful to you if um, you're aware of what I did in the early nineties. Because uh, in the early nineties, I used to watch this TV show quite a lot, sitting in my bedroom in my pants. Yeah, maybe I'm not all right. You know, maybe I'm not <laughs> I don't all right. Think you're okay. um, I have a guess. Is it CSI? No, no, it's not CSR. I'll, I'll, I'll put you out of misery. It's uh, it's the it's the reality TV show Cops. Do you remember Cops? Is it Bad no. Boys? Bad Boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Bad Boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? So, Jess, if you're not familiar with Cops, it was basically one of the first ever reality TV shows. Where mm. I mean, how would you describe it? It was basically. 25 minutes of policemen chasing men who were very high on drugs with their tops off, <laughs> like over deserted car parks and chain link fences and then just sticking them in the back of the car. That, I mean, that was essentially what the show was. Um, and God. it's the most profitable because they reckon it's made over £500 million in its history because they don't have to pay the actors or pay any sort of high production uh. costs. Yeah. Makes sense. There you go. So that's the, if there's a little pub quiz trivia fact for you. The most profitable cop show of all time is Cops. Well, there you go. That's three board game facts, which I think listener Luke will be happy with because we didn't head in any way towards dungeons or uh, little boys wearing blue flannel um, Edwardian costumes or anything like that. So well done, Brian. This episode of Board Game Thing is all about cooperative games playing together. One of the most famous cooperative game series of all time is Pandemic. Uh, it started off uh, about a scientist trying to fight back and stop the spread of this deadly disease. Uh, it's, it's had loads of different uh, versions of it out there. You can find them on the Zatu website. There's even one about Rome, as the Roman Empire was swarmed by barbarians and all that kind of thing. So they've taken that pandemic vibe and changed it around a little bit to keep it fresh. They've got legacy versions of it as well. But just the basic pandemic game, a lot of people have been playing it during the lockdown because it seems quite apt. I, I don't want to be like uh, all namby-pamby about it, but I don't know if I'd want to play pandemic whilst this is all on. What are your view? What's your view on playing pandemic during a pandemic? Uh, there was that thing, wasn't there, that uh, early on when COVID first hit, um, just by chance, uh, that film, uh, Contagion, yes. went onto Netflix and everyone yeah. was like, yeah. yeah, not sure watching uh, Contagion <laughs> and watching sort of Gwyneth Paltrow die in agony is uh, the best for my mental health at the minute. So I think it's probably a similar thing that you probably don't want to do that. But saying that now, I think everyone has, obviously still the worst thing to happen to the world in a very long while, but I think people have got used to it and it's a part of everyday life, so yeah. why not? And, you know, it gives yeah. you a chance to, to actually combat it, even though it's not real. Yeah, and we're coming towards the the end. I'm not saying it's the end, everything's going to be fine, because obviously this is going to affect the world for a long time, but we're, I feel like we're coming out of the worst of it. Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, basically. I think I'd quite like to play it. It's supposed to be very good. We must play it. It's bad that I've never played it before in my life, but it, I, I have an idea in my head in the future for an episode of this about controversial games, because there were games about subjects which are um. a bit kind of controversial. We, we uh, Brian and I and our friends have played um, Black Orchestra about... 
the assassination attempt on Adolf Hitler. And there's a lot of kind of war mm-hmm. stuff in there that makes people feel a bit uncomfortable. So uh, pandemic at the moment, playing during a pandemic, could be something to think about for the future. Some other games you might want to pick up on Zatu's website right now that are to do with cooperation and working together. Obviously at number one, here are the top 10. Pandemic is number one. Uh, Just One is number two, which is quite confusing. Uh, Chronicles of Crime is number three. It's a QR code um, based game, but they've they've gone old fashioned now. They've done them in like Jack the Ripper times, all that kind of thing. Forbidden Desert, where you work together to escape this weird wilderness. Mansions of Madness, an old classic, and Arkham Horror in at number six, which is uh, again H.P. Lovecraft working together to defeat this kind of strange mythos and all that kind of stuff going on. Uh, keep an eye out for them. You can find them all on Zatu's website. Uh, Brian, just got to pick you up on the trousers that you're wearing during our Instagram live chat on Tuesday nights. If you join us uh, on Instagram live at Board Game sure, Thing, sure, sure, every sure. Uh, Tuesday night at half seven, two of the three of us will get together and answer your questions. A lot of people were talking about the trousers that you were wearing, Brian. Just talk us through those. I don't know where you guys get your clothes, but I'm, I mostly get my clothes from uh, Wix. <laughs> 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 they, do, they do a great range. They do a great range of, of g- gilets and protective trousers. Um, I think I told you guys in, in a previous episode that I nearly bought a gilet from a garden centre the other week. Mm. That's where I am in this in this yeah. in this pandemic. Uh, also, we're. I'm going to be returning to the office very soon for my day job and uh, I've basically not bought any clothes for two years. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to wear. So I've, I've taken to wearing, because I do a bit of DIY in the afternoons when I finish work. So I've taken to wearing these these scruffs trousers and they're, they're sort of workman trousers, but they're, they're brilliant. They've got like a, they've got normal pockets on them. They've got reinforced knees and they've also got like a, I can't really describe it, like an apron that that comes down the front where you can just put lots of tools and lots of things in. It's it's brilliant. I I can't can't recommend them enough. Would you wear them normally? as like um like you're not doing DIY, but you just want to keep like peanuts in your pockets whilst you're walking around or loose change that kind of thing. I I've actually had snacks in there. I've had I've like you say I've had a packet of peanuts in there. Reach in, have a couple. It's brilliant. Brian, can I ask you a question, please? Um, Go for it. Would you say they are like work trousers, what maybe a plumber or someone would wear? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've got incredible news for you. Uh, There is a big thing going on on TikTok at the moment of girls filming their partners when they come in in their work trousers and being like, oh my God, work trousers are really sexy, like really <laughs> rugged and cool. So actually, um, maybe this is a good thing. Yeah. You know, when you walk in, does Alison, you know, does she get a little Swoon. bit flushed and go, oh my God, look at him. No, I can absolutely confirm that despite of what you're talking about on this, what's this thing called? TikTok. TikTok. Don't, know what Don't get him started. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, my my wife absolutely does not find me, she doesn't find me attractive anyway. It's just that we've had two kids. She's stuck with me now. We've got a yeah, mortgage. Uh, but she absolutely doesn't find me attractive in a pair of work trousers. In fact, they she, she often Aww. says they smell. Can you put them in the wash, please? <laughs> and I can't because there's there's too many loose screws in there. Well, there you go. On on that very worrying note about Brian's relationship, uh, let's move towards the pitch where you guys get to pitch us your idea for the board game of the future. Uh, Al Berry's been on uh, Instagram and suggested one which you can. How Halle Berry. Not Halle Berry. Well, not actually Halle. Alberry, uh, who's a, his good, his good name. Uh, he it's says, name. what about Defenestration of Prague, the dexterity game? Uh, but the person who has come up with the pitch this week is a chap called Tom Cliff, who's got a cracking um, idea for a board game based around the Shine On Weekender. Actually, weirdly, before we started recording oh. this evening, uh, I was just talking about the fact that I, I occasionally do a 
play indie music at gigs, DJing. And one of the big ones is the Shine On Weekender at Butlins in Minehead. And it's hopefully going to be back on in November because, you know, everything's been cancelled for a year. And I think his game is around that. Let's have a listen. Hi, this is Tom from Northampton. And my idea for a board game is to replicate the legendary Shine On Weekender at Minehead. The playing surface would have to be the big top, playing pieces, a pair of gazelles and a bucket hat. And you'd have random bez cards for events such as you've been attacked by a seagull, get yourself back to centre stage. Or you've been scolded by a boiling hot pasty, get yourself to the arcade. We think this would make an awesome board game. What about that? The Shine On Weekender board game? I've actually been to a Shine On Weekender at Minehead and Butlins. I was working, not attending, just so you know. Where were you? Uh, I never knew you'd been to one of them. Yeah, I um one of the absolute radio DJs needed a producer to go along, so I went along and helped. Oh. And do you know what? At what a what a good time! Oh, it's I amazing. mean, there are there are a lot of people having a very good time. It's kind of like people who have mortgages and kids and have you know responsibilities basically just go absolutely. <laughs> mental for a weekend and this i'm not talking badly of them absolutely fair play yeah go for it um and i i think there's more fun to be had with the kind of map of butlins yeah there's a lot of stuff going on there's a swimming pool there's the fun fair there's the there's the hotel accommodation and then like the chalet accommodation i reckon there's a lot of stuff in there we could do my favorite bit about it is when you have these music festivals at places like butlins holiday camps essentially if you're an american listener listening to this and you get like a day on the mornings when no bands are on ahead of all the bands being on like I remember going past the swimming pool bit and loads of goths were going down the swimming slides <laughs> and it was just brilliant to see them out of context oh, yeah I think there's a lot of fun to be had um, with different sections you could have an event card where a uh, red coat stops you from going into the big top uh, with your own crate of beer <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, lose, nice. lose your own crate of beer you could have nice. a bit where maybe uh, you try and how do I put this everyone tries to peek at the same time oh I yeah oh I <laughs> get ex- extra points for that do you know what weirdly <laughs> enough I, I interviewed Sean Ryder the lead singer of the Happy Mondays last year and he told me that Bez who was from the Happy Mondays started beekeeping and Bez was telling him that one one thing happened where um, his bees escaped from his house and went down the centre of one of the main streets in Manchester. So Bez had to chase the bees. So there's a card for you right <laughs> there. With his maracas. With his maracas out. Uh, Thomas, a fantastic idea. You have won yourself a very and much coveted Zatu dice tray. Roll yes. it like it's running out of fashion. Uh, well, that, Big up Tom. Big up Tom. Cracking idea. That is it for another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Jess. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to producer Ross. He's had no business since he's been doing this, has he? No one's come in <laughs> through the little oh, um, neon. Right, well, no, I yeah. saw I saw someone tap on the window and do the old how much sign, but that that was all I saw. He's very Ross expensive. Come back. He did, yeah, he's very expensive. So rude. No wonder no one comes in, Ross. Uh, so like I say, big thank you to Ross, big thank you to Brian, and thanks to Jeff as well for getting involved tonight. You're welcome. Cheers. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Um, if, oh, if you want to message us, we love hearing from you at Board Game Thing or podcast at zatugames.co.uk. Uh, check out all the games on Zatu's website, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.